the book itself is all about how we can make a culture of working from home indefinitely, preferably. Speaking, that's my that's my uh, editorial right there, preferably, because I like this <laughs> a lot. Welcome back to another episode of the Productivity Lab, where we put the tips, tricks, and methods of getting things done to the test. I'm your host, Mark. And I'm Kyle. And in this episode, it is another book review. And mm-hmm. we will... A surprise book review. <laughs> surprise <laughs> book review. Which is... Yeah, so we <laughs> forgot to do this last time. We got really caught up in the moment with the last episode since we're talking about our yearly themes and, you know, get excited talking about new things and especially plans since we're all productivity nerds here mm-hmm. and planning is our favorite thing in the world. So we got so caught up talking about our plans for next year that we completely forgot to talk about our plans for the next episode, uh, which is the book, The New Corner Office by Laura Vanderkam. We'll get to that later. I'm sorry for saying your, your introduction, Mark. I just figured that. I apologize for that because, yeah, it's definitely an oversight for us. We are all good. So why don't you keep this going and tell us what you've been up to? Yeah, so as everybody knows at this point, I was doing NaNoWriMo, and that was a really fun time. I wrote every day for 30 days straight throughout the course of November, wrote 50,000 words, the length of a short book. And so my past two weeks of my life, I thought it was going to last one week. It's been lasting longer than that. has been dedicated to editing this book. So (laughs) I've been editing so much. I read the book recommended by Mark self-editing for fiction writers which is a really good book for those of you who write fiction or are into self-publishing might be the best book on writing i've ever read in my life mm-hmm. but i've been doing that uh, i've been doing a lot of editing every day after work i spent about an hour to an hour and a half editing in a, a chapter my plan was originally was to do one chapter a day but chapters vary in length and for example i spent two hours today and i got like maybe three quarters away through this chapter i'm editing today it's been a lot of work. Uh, other than that, uh, this is definitely a thing that dates this episode, but finished hanging up Christmas decorations <laughs> and we got a small Christmas tree for our house, which is nice, like a small four foot tree, nothing too big. We were just looking for something very simple to have around the house. How about you, Mark? Um, it has been uh, just a pretty low key time for me. Um, so I have been doing some uh, nonfiction, nonfiction writing on some articles, published one on Medium. I need to publish it on my blog. Um, going to be uh, have another piece that I'm writing that I'm going to be redoing as well. And I've also made it a priority to at least finish the first major revision for Weighted um, and then to, to, to determine, like, do I then revise it again or send it off to another um, editor? So once mm-hmm. I finish the revision, I'll look through it again and see, okay, is there anything that's not gelling with me? And then uh, have it picked up by the editor. So I've been really slow with that because I've been in this weird mood in Q4. I don't know why. Uh, so it's been progressing really slow. And I'm like, you know, it's not like I'm like I wrote a hundred thousand word novel. <laughs> it's a short story. Like you need to get this done. 
Um, so mm-hmm. that's been a number one focus is to get the editing done for that. We're also in the end of the uh, year month. So I'm having my corporate meeting um, that I do for my LLC to review oh, right, the yeah. year and plan the next year um, for at our corporate retreat and my lavish office that I have <laughs> in my place. And uh, is it your bedroom, I can't remember if your office is your bedroom or not. Yeah, it's the it's it's the bedroom combo. So uh, my company doesn't have enough budget to go on a retreat. <laughs> so <laughs> especially during a time of COVID, I mean, you only especially, get a cabin in the mountain is maybe a beach house or cheap in Galveston right now. Right, right <laughs> to ha- to host our one person meeting. Um, hey, the ocean's pretty cool. That would be cool, but. Um, so uh, finishing all of that and then just prepping because tax year is always going to be fun uh, yeah. with everything. So, yeah, that's 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 been the thing um, is just kind of some writing, editing, and business stuff, end-of-year business stuff uh, to wrap up, to set up, and planning to set up the 2021. Wow, this year has flown by. So that's kind of what I've been up to. Uh, I'm going to throw in before we go into the episode that uh, future Kyle should have finished editing this story that I'm working on for NaNoWriMo. And I've made a pact to myself that I'll make this thing publicly available after my first edit and revise it later on to a second story, possibly. Uh, I really want, I think this story has a lot of room to grow. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to release the first edition or the first draft, I'd say of the story publicly Uh, there should be a link in the description of this episode hopefully by then uh, once i find suitable file hosting probably i could drop a link or something yeah but yeah Um, just a heads up so if you're interested in a forty thousand word story shouldn't take you more than maybe three or four hours to finish maybe even less than that Uh, it's there in the uh description and i'm still trying to find a good way to to describe this story because i realize that the the premise is actually spoilerly the premise i wrote with actually Mm -hmm. has some spoilers in it but I'll describe it as a cyberpunk novel that's also similar to, like, if, have you, it's like the uh, the show Maniac on Netflix, Never in a seen sense. It. Oh, it's a great show. Probably one of the best things ever produced. But that's besides the point. <laughs> it's Maniac. Uh, Maniac starring Jonah Hill and Emma Stone. It is, it is the most me thing I've ever seen on Netflix. And I love, I've, it's the only show on Netflix. It's a miniseries. It's the only miniseries on Netflix I've watched twice. <laughs> is it sci-fi, right? Yeah, sci-fi. I mean, it's better than Expanse. It's a different kind of sci-fi. Ooh. It's like a Philip K. Dick story. Oh, okay. It told, it's like Philip K. Dick, so it's like psychedelic sci-fi. Okay, okay. And that's actually that's a good description of this book. This I grew up reading a lot of Philip K. Dick, and uh, this is a psychedelic sci-fi. Is what this is. That's a cyber, that takes place in a cyberpunk future. Interesting. So, so as we're talking about books. How about we talk about another book that I've read, The New Corner Office by Laura Vanderkam, How the Most Successful People Work from Home. So, Kyle, what um, uh, do you want to give us your thoughts about this book? Yeah, so I discovered this book originally through Laura's podcast, before breakfast, which I listened to for a while to get ideas for the show, mm-hmm. because in her show, uh, every weekday, every workday, she releases a five-minute episode uh, describing some kind of like productivity hack or like mindfulness technique or just something like some kind of like some kind of improvement technique of some sort that you could use in your personal life. 
listened to it for a while, but I realized that I wasn't getting as much value from it as I thought I would. But I know that Laura Vanderkam is a pretty, I'd say moderately big person in the online productivity community. She is a uh, self-published author for various other books, including stuff like I Know How She Does It, uh, colon, How Successful Women Make the Most of Their Time, uh, along with What the Most Successful People Do Before Breakfast, which I think was the namesake of her podcast. She also published a book, 168 Hours, You Have More Time Than You Think. She's also has done several TED Talks before, uh, which is known as How to Gain Control of Your Free Time was the name of the TED Talk. I've yet to see it. I really only know her podcast, and I also heard her as a guest before on another another favorite productivity podcast of mine called Focused, where she appeared in an episode for an interview. She is a very, I guess, successful, self-employed person, so she definitely stands behind the idea of working from home. And she wrote this book, The New Corner Office, for 2020. It's not like a day adopt a book from like 2015 uh, saying like, here's why you should work from home. This is a book more about here's why we should, here's why we should continue working from home. Mm-hmm. And in the book, she describes that your home office is your new corner office because like you're like a corner office is a lot of space. It's your place. It's your permanent place. This is the corner office. Like the, the room I'm recording in right now is now my corner office. I have my own door to shut. I have a pretty good window to the outside world. I have my own standing desk, which is better than I have in my actual office. So the book itself is all about how we can make a culture of working from home indefinitely, preferably. Speaking, that's my that's my uh, editorial right there, preferably, because I like this <laughs> a lot. So, yeah, so I discovered this book a while ago through her podcast. I started listening to her podcast because uh, after a while, it just wasn't giving me enough ideas for the show. So uh, I still, still subscribe to it. And if I find something that looks interesting in the title, I'll listen to it and write down our suggestions, but nothing has, of note has come up too much lately. That's my whole thing with uh, the new corner office. Uh, do you want me to go in to describe this book? As you noticed, uh, noted, was the continuation of working from home, um, of that being your, your particular corner office. Mm-hmm. And uh, Laura covers, or I noted that she covers a lot of basic items for preparation and working from home. And so from the employee employee's perspective and the employer perspective. So for example, mm-hmm. if you're, um, as you're working away from um, or in an office, you know how long you are there and many work to that particular time. So mm-hmm. you go to the office, you know that you're there to six and you just kind of fill your day with whatever mm-hmm. until your, <laughs> yep. your time ends. And for one of the first thing that she proposes is managed by task and not time. Yes, the, which is not necessarily a revolutionary point of view, mm-hmm. but revolutionary for a office environment. Yeah, go on. I just wanted to say no, that. No, no. That that's the thesis of this book. Is and that's and that's absolutely true because then it goes kind of goes back to um, other things that I've been thinking about. We talked about this book before the show, bullshit jobs. Um, mm-hmm. And then it... That won't be believed because it's an actual title. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then with the continuing idea, like if you follow me on Twitter, I'm sorry. But um, <laughs> if you do, I'm, like, I'm constantly like, oh, we need three-day weekends. Um, I know, yeah. Right? <laughs> for another future episode, we'll probably do like, three-day weekends one of these days and be like, 
why is this not a thing? <laughs> right. Um, or back when I used to do like, um, you know, uh, roll teams over for um, when we try to do budgeting and for software capitaliz- capitalization and you're trying to like do all this tax stuff. Mm. Like you don't actually book the entire eight hours. You book six hours as the mainstay of what people actually commit to work. Then on the previous episodes, we've talked about uh, interruptions and and things Mm -hmm. of that nature and how that actually impacts you. So managing by task and not time. We try to carry this over from manufacturing work and et cetera, et cetera, in the past. In which we try to more see, hours equals more things produce, it, produce. Yeah. exactly, and all the data shows the actual opposite. Like people are, even though the work productivity ha- uh, of workers have increased, like many times over the past several decades, data continues to show like a four day work week, for example, is finds the employees much more refreshed and uh, highly much more mm. productive returning back to work than they were previously. But and this we, is a four, eight hour day, not four, 10 hour days. Yeah. People do. I have some coworkers that do four tens. I couldn't do that. I tried doing that once and it was just too much. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's not make is it's just a straight up eight hour work day for four mm-hmm. days. Um, and there's lots of people experimenting, but the point is, is that we continue to try to manage to that time even when you have nothing mm. to do. Yes. There's literally yeah. nothing to do, but you need to sit there to run out the <laughs> clock. Yes. So so part of her argument or, or what's starting out as part of the things that we need to look at and change, and some have been changing it, it's that I don't necessarily care about your time. I care about if you got the thing done or not, mm-hmm. right? So the f- work flexibility, can I come in and for this time range and leave in this mm-hmm. time range. So that that's kind of how we start out with the the book or the crux of the book. I, I think points a pretty good thing to build on everything else, and which is why I like that that's kind of the first chapter that she had mm-hmm. because it sets so many expectations and it d- dispenses with some of the ingrained ideas that we have when working from an office. If you right, if you have the the luxury and the ability to um, work from home, right? Mm-hmm. If, if you're shifting from that perspective, there's a lot of things that you have to kind of dispense with the idea, right, of seeing your employees and managing them. There's so many people have gotten Zoom fatigue because, <laughs> like, their bosses or company feel that they have to have um, – they treat them like ch- they treat their adult employees like children. You have to <laughs> constantly monitor them just to make sure they're getting work done. Yeah, like by constantly having Zoom meetings, and it's like, yeah, I'm an uh, I, I. You hired me to do this thing. I'm going to do this thing. You don't need to keep checking on me. Yeah. I'm actually really lucky that despite working for a government agency, I don't have that as a thing. Mm-hmm. Like. We, we're still time-based. I still need to be in front of my computer and be available for X number of hours a day. Mm-hmm. I personally choose to do four nines and one four-hour day is my preferred schedule. So I have basically, I don't have a full three-day weekend, but I have a, week, I have a weekend and a half a day, which is just enough time to for everything. Overall from the book, like that's one of the issues that uh, critiques that I had because it kind of assumes total control over one schedule, right? Mm-hmm. Of noting like p- 
picking, even even managing by task, like picking three to five ambitious goals for today and consider mm-hmm. the work day done when uh, these are crossed off, right? Mm-hmm. That that was like one of the, the comments. And I'm like, I can't do, I, my task is to sit there for customers. Like that's my task. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I work a shift even though I work from home. I need to be available within these time ranges. So even working from home, if you can do that, for me working in support, it's further hampered because I have to cover shifts. Mm. We have to ensure there's availability to customers. So I can't, you know, do do as she said. Like, I think it was like work on something. If you're done, if it took you four or five hours to complete and like, okay, see you guys tomorrow. <laughs> like, I can't, I can't do that unless I wanted to metaphorically pack up my box um and ship my lap- laptop back <laughs> yeah. to them. Yeah. So, um I mean that's like one of the, the immediate things or concerns that I had was that even working from home, yes, you can try to uh coalesce or or work with your team to have a flexible schedule, but even in the support world if you're if you can do your job remotely, you're mm-hmm. still um dependent upon other teams of mm-hmm. other geos and regions if you're global um and shifts so i can't just work whenever i work um i still have to run out the clock whether mm-hmm. we have tickets incoming or things incoming or not yeah mine's the same way too like uh there's so my work goes through ebbs and flows of being, of being very busy and not being very busy mm-hmm. i i've I've kind of guesstimated it to be about a two-week period of being very busy, followed by two-week periods of not being very busy. So, uh, even then, like those, the I don't know, so for some reason, in my in my line of work, everything hits me all at once. Like I'll like send off like a bunch of emails, send off a bunch of things to review, and then two weeks later, everybody emails me back all at the same time. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, why are you coordinating this whole thing? It's a conspiracy <laughs> against you. <laughs> so. But in my line of work that that happens, but I need to be ready for like whenever that starts happening, I could just be there for my, I can't say clients since I don't work with clients. I work with construction and project managers, Mm -hmm. but, uh, in our company, we call them, we call anybody that's not in our team that we work with a customer. Yeah. So I'm waiting there for my customers to get back with me. Yeah. And that could be any moment. And also there's people in construction that could be like, Hey, what's the status on this permit? And I need to follow. This actually happened to me last week. Construction is asking me to status on a permit I filed for. And I had to go and email the permitting people to like see what, why they're dragging their legs, dragging their feet. And then I went to a bunch of back and forth of emails for like three <laughs> days straight trying to get this permit straight out. So sometimes like you need to be there just to get the ball moving because especially in certain lines of work, especially in a line of work where projects take five years to develop, like in my line of work, uh, people don't really feel as rushed. So sometimes you need to be there to rush them and sometimes you be there to be rushed. Yeah. So, uh, this is definitely shows her perspective as as a uh, as a employee of her own company. Mm-hmm. So she picks and chooses her own her own projects and her own things to work on. So she doesn't really have the the time crunch. She might have like I know people have customers and like she her podcast is hosted through iHeartRadio, so she has a contract with iHeartRadio, and she has things to live up to. And she does really snaps out every day, which is really impressive. And I give her a lot of uh, kudos for that. That's uh, so. 
she definitely has her own busy schedule, but she also like the thing like, with her, like with people that are in this like self-employment sphere is it doesn't really apply to the uh, office workers as much as like we are. Right. Yeah. I mean, so I kind of cringed a little bit at that and not to take away and it's not her specifically. It's just many people because I follow a lot of people who work for themselves but if you have the ability, we talked about it uh, in a previous episode, where you determine where to spend your time or what to dedicate your time to. Mm. So for me, for example, um, if uh, I could certainly record a podcast every single day, mm-hmm. if I didn't have to edit it and publish it, mm-hmm. um, if I paid, and there are people that actually record. Um, because they spend their time on other things. And that's perfectly fine. I'm not saying that that's, that's isn't something that you shouldn't do or you shouldn't take advantage of if you can. Um, there's people I follow that record multiple podcast shows, but they don't edit them. They mm-hmm. just record it's someone else edit them. Of mm-hmm. course, it's the typical YouTuber, right? Once you get to the <laughs> yeah, point yeah. of your YouTube career... <laughs> You hire an editor. It's like, I'm not going to be sitting down here editing these videos. It, there's some that do it because they love mm. to do it. Yeah, and people, there's some people that like love to have that, that creative control over their work. Yeah, I'm, I will be one of those people. I, mm. I just I can't relinquish yeah. control. Um, but it, it was interesting, yes, because uh, like one of the example schedule that she provided that that she talked about using that uh, developing a schedule that boost uh, gives you a mental boost right uh, throughout your day, um, and so one that she that she wrote was like eight thirty to ten thirty. You know, new client proposal ten thirty to eleven. FaceTime with friends and email. Eleven to twelve video conference. Twelve to oh, twelve yeah, thirty conference. I didn't highlight it, but yeah, yeah. yeah I, I made a note because I was kind of like, girl. Um, not everyone can like have a schedule like this. I know some people do, but like then one one to two fifty emails, emergencies, two fifty to three thirty running, three thirty to four change, four to four thirty conference call, four thirty to five thirty complete remaining task, plan next day, five thirty cocktails, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like there's no such um, schedule that for me that I can have. Some people can't produce that schedule. I have to have a consistent schedule of availability to be available for our customers. Yes, there's meetings and other things, but I start my day at nine. I can't be like, okay, nine to 10, catch up or power hour, most important thing. And then I'm going to break from like 10 to 11 to chat with some friends Mm -hmm. and family. So one thing that she does say in this book that I do agree that is good in theory is that working from home has a good you get increased your sense of well being. That's like mm-hmm. it's increased my sense of well being despite not having coworkers to see as much as anymore. Yeah. I could still do things like uh I could still do things like do my laundry during the work day, which is important because I remember working in the office just like seeing this time blocks in my head, like okay, I gotta do laundry, okay, I gotta clean this, I gotta like I can now take like fifteen minute breaks like I used to do in the office, but mm-hmm. instead of doing something like talking to a coworker I can now go and do a load of laundry. I could go do dishes. I could go let the dogs out, pick up their poop. I could uh, do everything. And uh, she even mentions in the book that, and like the office culture, taking a 30 minute walk is frowned upon, 
but working from home allows you to do that and like you'd have your brain going to scatter focus and connect those thoughts and then you can yeah. go to your desk feeling much more refreshed and like you know what you need to do those those moments are very important to me and actually working from home gives me more of those moments to go to because i don't feel pressure to sit at my desk and like busy and instead i could just go and i don't know brush my teeth and then be like oh crap i that's perfect that's a great idea <laughs> to go along with that there's even though there are at those added benefits that she talks about. And if you can, uh, some people can definitely uh, flex their schedule that way, as long as they're consistent with the needs of the particular team. Mm -hmm. Like I can't just be too wild with it. So like as a result, right. um, I told you this and it was something that I was already been thinking about for quite a while, because Mm -hmm. even though I have, I'm shift based and we cover shifts, um, you can, there there is some flexibility into it. I just can't like make up my own brand new own schedule, right? Mm. Like do half in the morning and half in the evening, um, because we have a need for the particular hour time slot that we need to fill, right? But I you can make shifts or adjustments in, in what you need to, and if the team can cover, etc. Um, so I only shift at mine. It's a small shift, um, but I work a nine to six schedule. Oftentimes, I'm working to seven. Um, We have folks in our Sydney office that I work with. um, And yeah, some meetings and stuff like that. And so ultimately, I'm always typically ended up going between 630 and seven o'clock. So I shifted from to from nine to six to 10 to seven. um, To just give me a little bit more time in the morning. And because I always end at seven o'clock anyway, even prior to working from home, uh, oftentimes I would work later than six o'clock, um, just getting things done, finishing responses mm-hmm. to customers and stuff like that, because I still, I'm time-based in that manner, which I just came to like, oh, six o'clock gone. Um, I need to make sure that everything is at a good, good enough place to leave or hand over mm-hmm. to someone else. The life of support work, right? Wow. Um, I know sometimes in project work, you're trying to get down to the uh, finished projects and you're putting in the mm-hmm. long hours. Though, we all know that that doesn't actually help one's productivity. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> and um, they make poor decisions the longer that they're working and not resting. So mm-hmm. has there anything been anything else throughout the book that's kind of stood out to you? Uh, the book itself... To get to final thoughts, I think is written from the right place because she's been living this lifestyle for like the past decade or so. I can't remember how long if she's even mentioned it in the book, but she's she's been living this lifestyle a long time. And I personally have been pro working from home since before I started working from home. And although I originally gave it three out of five, my updated review is now five out of five for working from home. Besides the point, like I I think that her 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 thesis that working from home is actually not as scary as employers think it's going to be. It's a very valid thing to do. And she calls 2020 a mass experiment. And the, she believes personally that this has been a successful mass experiment and that we should continue going on this path because it increases well-being. And if she doesn't mention it in the book, but also does things like reduces traffic on the road and also reduces things like carbon emissions. Uh, so overall, the... Uh, this the book comes from the right place. However, I think that the book is a little bit 
Ren too much from a privileged position and it wasn't really Ren for everybody. Yeah. It was Ren for people that already are along the lines of agreeing that working from home is great, myself yeah. included. So I think that the book itself, if it was a longer book with more evidence, it'd be better. But it was not a long book and it had just antidote evidence, antidote evidence here and there that made it really hard to like really buy what it was selling. And because that's my opinion of this book is really putting good reads. It's something like great for those who are on the fence about remote work. But for those of you who are already pro remote work, it's not worth it. It's a good primer. If you're like, should I die try out remote work? Read this book. But if you are uh, already pro remote work and you're already behind this hundred percent, it's not worth your time. So my final review for the new corner office is a three out of five because like I said, I think they'd be good if like, you're like, I don't know, should we do remote from like, should we do it working from home? Let me check out this book and see what she thinks. And it might sway you to look into more, uh, more well-researched, uh, articles out there. How about you, Mark? So for final thoughts, uh, I had written, let's see my, my, my quick take review I wrote, a good entry for those that are new to working from home and aren't too sure where to start and what to do. Even if you have some experience working from home, one to two days a week, it is very different doing so five days a week for extended periods of time or permanently. Even if you can work from home, not all of the advice will be applicable as not everyone has the same flexibility and work schedule and some may still be tied to working specific set of hours. Still, this can help you build a framework that you can tweak and modify as the days come and go. So as you noted, as someone gets more acclimated uh, and working from home and hopefully outside of these current conditions where we're not in a pandemic and people Mm -hmm. can go about their daily lives, right? Um, Those that do like the idea and want to work from home, they won't necessarily have distractions with uh, with their partners or with children being home that they also need to focus on. But hopefully with this mass experiment, we can say, so again, me being able to work from home fully remote since our lockdown in, in Texas in March. Mm-hmm. Almost a year. Oh, well, it's like nine months right now, but still. Yeah. Nine months has but, it tomorrow, actually. Yeah. So, but even without that, I work from home two days a week. so like i only had to go into office three days a week um but even so um even when with that there was always still some hesitation especially and i have to my my people that work support i'm I'm sorry for everyone else that works in positions that that we understand that 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 aren't even if you work in office doesn't necessarily mean that you can fully work from home. There are some things that beget you needing to be within the office to take mm-hmm. care of, right? Mm-hmm. Now some companies have made that they can work from home permanently mm-hmm. um, and that they can now look for candidates across you know, oh, yeah. the way. I think that she mentioned something that that's a good argument for working from home is that you can, you know, it's like for a region, you select for a skill set. Exactly. And, and people don't have to relocate. So, for example, I would still be in KC if 
five years ago, mm-hmm. uh, my company allowed me to work remotely. I had the skill set, but I also had to like sell my house and move. Um, <laughs> but then this podcast never exists, so you know. <laughs> There's uh, yeah, there's always great. So I'm happy I did it. Um, I I truly am. I'm ha- I'm happy I moved. But now it just kind of opens the window of, of not only just the the idea of work and skill set and stuff, but I think a lot of people move from rural areas to cities for job opportunities. But mm-hmm. now maybe this, if people pick it up and and you don't have the overbearing bosses that are like, no, I need to see you do nothing at your desk eight hours a day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They can actually work from uh, home. They can live in rural areas that can, if we're still funding things off property tax Mm -hmm. that helps funds those areas, right? People are able to work remotely and still live in a rural area, which brings in, you know, that can, that can definitely reshape things but i'm getting off track i gave it a three out of five (laughs) yeah that's right yeah king of tangents here um i gave it three out of five i do like the idea i like some of the the particular things even though it's not not hardcore once you get in in a, a groove of working from home you can start to tweak like when parts of the day work best from you and you know definitely reach out to your manager and your teams mm-hmm. uh to see trying to make it a little bit more flexible of okay i'm i'm going to be doing this or i'm going to you know be taking these breaks throughout the day and mm-hmm. and not be locked to a computer and get rest and, and better mental what's the word preparedness i that's mm-hmm. not the right word but hopefully you guys are picking up what i'm laying down <laughs> so so that's my final thoughts and review on that. I'll stop blabbing now. Um, anything else on that? We're done with final thoughts, Kyle? No, I think that's it. I think that's well said. Uh, yeah, just working from home. I hope this continues. My manager's manager has kind of hinted that, that remote working will continue, capac- will continue happening in some capacity at my job after the pandemic's over. So. I feel like that yeah. this pandemic has shown that working from home is not as bad as people thought it would be. So I hope, I hope this book is just like saying to just kind of add more fuel to that fire and I hope it continues burning. Yeah. So uh, three out of five from both of us. I, I still say, you know, it's a super short read. Pick it up. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it'll still it in a week. You can do a chapter a day. It's like five, six chapters long. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll be done with it. All right. So book review done. Kyle. What do we have coming up okay, this, next? This time we're doing something special. We're actually telling you guys what we're doing next. So, oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that goal, that theme episode was so good. We forgot about everything else. Anyways, uh, <laughs> next time we're doing a kind of a habit-based thing uh, that has many names. I've heard it uh, underneath. The name that we're working underneath, though, is the Seinfeld parentheses don't break the chain is the name of the method that we're using. It, Mark posted a link to an article in our document for topics. I'll link to it in here. But it's basically known as other things like streaks or the X effect, which the idea is that you start a habit of some sort and you have like a note card or an app that you log on. And each day you do it, you do an X. And the idea is that you don't want to break this chain at all. So you just want to see uh, X is coming the entire month which is why it's called the X effect is, well, one of the versions, or don't break the chain because after your 20 days and you're like, I don't want to go a day without breaking that. It's, it's like a gamifying habit is what it is, or routines. Yeah. So Mark and I have both chosen 
two habits we want to focus on starting tomorrow, not the day of recording. Uh, we will be doing the habits of, for me, I'll be doing the habit of cleaning something that's not dishes because I clean dishes after every time I cook. So it's a cop out. Clean something that's not dishes every day because I'm pretty bad at that. So, <laughs> like if I see dirty dishes near the counter, on the counter, I'd gladly go and clean all those. But if I see a dirty toilet, I'm like, eh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, that's gonna, the new thing now is going to be I'm not going to break the chain on things such as cleaning something or organizing something. And that'll be my thing. So no more than five minutes is the plan for cleaning. So it doesn't take too much time. And yeah, how about you, Mark? Uh, for me, um, I earlier this week, I had noted uh, a lack of lettering practice that I promised myself that I would be doing. And I haven't actually drawn anything. I'm not good at drawing, but I still wanted to practice. And so for me, I thought it would be a pretty good opportunity or challenge to take up one lettering piece a day. So continuously doing practicing lettering art mm-hmm. and we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Well, in the meantime, you guys could find us over at the show or TPL, tpl.show for shorts. You also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at productive lab. That is productive lab because productive lab is taken and you can follow me personally at Kyle S Q nine on Twitter and Instagram. And the Q the Q nine is short for my personal website, quadrant nine.net where I publish a bunch of my short stories and for a while, but a few productivity posts, but turns out that I like talking about productivity more than I liked writing about it. So that's how this podcast <laughs> exists. How about you, Mark? Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter, um, at ask Markio. That's ask Mark I O. And you can find my blog um, and writings at askmark.io. And that's it. Until next time, stay productive. Why is my mind going blank? Um, Again, I'm the one that's almost done with his 9% beer. <laughs> right. Right. So if this is me without beer, you should wonder what this, <laughs> what I will be like with beer.